0: I feel like we've had practice with that before, Kyle.
1: A little bit, man. It's uh, it's kind of it's second nature. Um, You know what's not second nature is naming your invention the Thomas A. Swift <laughs> whatever shock rifle. Is that what it was? Uh, electric rifle.
0: It's something like electric that. And it sounds super yeah. egotistical. It's not even like for science. It's like, I've got the biggest dick.
1: It's not Here's even him. Like, it's... It's named after a made-up character in a book series he loved as a kid. That's who oh. Thomas A. Swift is. Well,
0: I feel dumb. That's what's even
1: crazier. Don't feel dumb. Feel empowered. Enlightened. Because now you know.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ryan coming in with our fantastic theme music. Hey, boys. so hello, hello. Good to have you all. Uh... Welcome to the evening news, I guess. You know what I'm saying? This is kind of an episode out of left field, I guess. There's no real rhyme or reason that we're going to be talking about this movie. Except, dun-dun-dun, there is! Ryan, why the hell did we decide to talk about Anchorman of all
2: movies? Well, uh, thank you for that wonderful segue, Kyle. Uh, And I will tell you just after this. This just in. We have started um, a ton of... That was a horrible little news bit. Um, oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Nah, feel free to cut me it. at it's the edge of uh, my The
1: courage. The courage.
2: I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I regret it immediately. I'll never do it again. Improving has taken five steps backwards. Uh,
0: whatever. Uh, uh, I love <laughs> you so improv, much. Improv. Easy. Huh. Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh... <laughs>
2: We have, uh, really started putting a focus on our Twitch channel over at Twitch uh whatever. TV. Com. Is it television? TV? I honestly couldn't remember. I just have it auto-saved so I can just hit TW and I'm good now. Um, I'm lazy. Uh, I do too, but. Anyway, uh, at our Twitch channel, <laughs> uh, we're doing a lot of content, uh, daily content every day but Sunday just about. And, uh,. One of those segments, every Saturday, is a weekly look back at the news that isn't bullshit or really, honestly, very political. It's mostly just fun things like movies and uh, bitcoins and all kinds of just nonsense. Uh, Basically pop culture happenings. Yeah. yeah. But, in celebration of that, we thought, what better thing to cover than the 2004 cult comedy, Anchorman... Starring Ron Burgundy.
1: Starring Ron Burgundy, and of course, you know, if we're covering Anchor Man, we had to invite on our very own Brick, our good buddy Sean <laughs> Aww. <Mulvaney>. Aww. <laughs> okay.
0: okay, yo, boy, boys, okay, real what quick, no, out? no, don't <laughs> aw, Ryan, don't on. <laughs> Because while watching this movie, I fucking knew this was going to come up like in our band of friends who was going to be who. And I could not pick out who I would be outside of Brick. And that is <laughs> <laughs> that is so fucked up because uh, I think that I'm I'm a pretty smart guy, but I love just being the dumbass of the group. Well, and it's also like, because I Brick is the most lovable, damn it. And
1: that's you, <laughs> Hands down, hands down.
0: Oh my god that yeah. is so fantastic So that honestly my face hurts from smiling already and I'm well, not it, gonna lie like I thought you guys picked this because as you know if you're trying to promote this new news uh, show that's going on Saturday, what better thing to uh, kind of hype it up than a movie that the first thing that you see when you watch it is based on actual events <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's you know I, I really just happened just just something i'm throwing out there work with it if you want but i I don't know i I feel like that's what you guys were going for
1: so sean i hadn't uh i hadn't put much thought into it that way thinking uh who you would represent in the world but you obviously did put some thought into it and uh it sounds like even more in depth that you included some of the the friends group so i'm kind of curious what what'd you tag me and ryan as
0: I didn't oh, think that no. much into it <laughs> be- because I was trying to figure out who you guys were going to peg me as, and as much as I want to be the Ron Burgundy, and I think that I can be, 90% of time, on the time, I'm You were too busy thinking about
2: yourself. Just saying. Yeah. You were too I, I was busy to thinking about yourself. <laughs>
0: That's good. But here's That's the good. deal. All right. If I'm going to uh, peg you guys as something... Okay. Kyle, I'm going to peg you as... Uh, I'm trying to find his name real quick. I it's um a, a Mantooth. There, you're definitely Mantooth. Oh, oh okay. Uh, yeah, a little Vince
1: Vaughn action.
0: Yeah, you're the Vince Vaughn action. What's his okay. first name? I don't know. It doesn't West, matter. West Dorothy, Man-tooth. Dorothy yeah. Mantooth's yeah. son. Yeah, that's all we need <laughs> to Man-tooth. know. All right. Yeah, I'll you're Dorothy you. Mantooth's son because I feel like you, if you were to meet up against a couple of podcasters. Even if you're in second place, guess what? You're the only podcast on the planet, so fuck those guys, <laughs> and you're going to show them and the also, business. I talk a lot of game, but I
1: might straight hate them, but god damn it, do I respect them.
0: Smooch. You
1: know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Right on the forehead.
0: Right on no, the for fucking real, I, forehead. Ryan. That's not. Yeah, go ahead. Please, continue. Ooh, man. If, I like this. Man. <laughs> I don't is, like where
1: this is as going. Because as, as soon as you elaborated, I automatically picked Orion in my head.
2: It, did you? Okay. Yeah, I'm curious to where you go afterwards.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I am – I'm not going to lie. I am on the IMDb cast of characters right now just quickly scrolling and trying to place you from – I just – again, I just watched this <laughs> well, again for the – I told Kyle this earlier. I watched this for the first time in uh, – quite a few years and i feel like it hmm. isn't something that i had to watch again but also yep. oh god you're man if i could listen to you even talk you're definitely arturo mendez um ben stiller's character <laughs> oh <laughs> okay that's awesome. was... <laughs> <laughs> done, bitches! B- beach Beachheads, which is really funny but up. you you did have a very close second to ed harkin Fred Willard's character I could see you being him
1: okay. I, uh, I immediately thought once we did the expanded cast of characters for Ryan first one that popped into my head uh, was Luke Wilson's character the unfortunate news anchor man <laughs> who just doesn't see it coming and gets completely <laughs> sidelined twice, twice. Uh,
2: so, so for sure
1: for sure Luke Wilson was Ryan to me.
2: I'm okay so with bad. either of those. Uh, mm-hmm. It's. I didn't even think of the secondary cast uh, when Sean was like, "I'm Brick." Now assign everybody else. I really was just like, "Oh, that leaves Brian Fantana, Ron Burgundy, and goddamn Champ Kind." Champ.
1: Uh, nobody wants Champ.
2: Nobody wants. I. I don't think honestly any any one of those three. And we'll get into this I mean, maybe more in a bit, but
0: they am, are so oof. specific. I am taking they are. the
1: name, the last name Fantana as my newscaster name. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> that's happening. Are you rocking the Octagon or what?
2: <laughs> oh, nah, no, I'm oh, going man. differently. I'm going Daytona, Ryan Daytona. <laughs> yeah, off oh, nice. of nice uh, Matt Berry's alias when he goes on the Lamb and what we do in the shadows. There's I no vampire here. There's only Jackie Daytona. <laughs> I love, I
1: love it. it. I didn't know that's where it's from. Uh, I've also heard from two other people I need to watch that show now. So, ah, so really good. And,
0: okay. Let me be a one. third.
1: Okay. As yeah, somebody that's right. who
0: doesn't watch TV or movies, if you haven't seen mm-hmm. the movie, watch the fucking movie. If the you haven't seen fantastic. the TV show, watch the freaking TV show. It's incredible. And mm-hmm. I listened to your guys' episode about TV shows, and I know that Ryan said that it kind of lost some traction in season one. I personally was captivated through all of season one. I did lose a little bit in like an episode or two, but it wasn't enough to make me stop watching. But goddamn, by the end of season two, can't wait till season three. Well, good.
1: I will maybe start it as soon as this season. (laughs) Although I do have to fucking edit this episode. So it can come out so we can actually promote our brand new news show you should watch Saturdays on Twitch called Experience Grind News Network, EGNN. The hottest breaking news that happened like uh, as much as five days ago. So we'll keep you really up to date.
2: Uh, I would also say uh, it'd be a good idea to check uh, Twitch around 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, every day but Sunday because that's mm-hmm. when all of this content should be about. Uh, it might be fifteen minutes here or there. Uh, who knows? But it's almost always around eight.
1: Give us your eight PM, baby, and we will
0: probably disappoint you. But this is we'll true. maybe have fun.
2: This
0: is true. That's Are you pitch. just trying to get them with your anticipation?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You guys, you guys, you guys, you boy. I, 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 I thought you were saying boys and, boys, and
2: I was like, that's I cool. I am a boy. I did.
1: Uh, because I said guys and boys at the same time, it's also how we ended up with sound engineer Andre, if you remember way back this in the day, true. because, uh, I am drinking a little bit of scotch. I don't drink much anymore, everybody, so the, the scotch, scotch, scotchy scotch, it's kind of taking a little hold here, so let's see what happens in tonight's episode.
0: It's gonna be a blast-off! There it goes, down to his belly. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Did you see mm. that? I did. <laughs>
1: Anchorman, I guess, is what we have been talking about, but now let's dive into it, shall we say.
0: Oh, can I have a quick second? Mm
1: -mm. Of course, please. It's been a while since
0: I've done a podcast, so I just need a real quick, how now brown cow? How now brown cow? Okay, I'm good. I'm good to go. The Flash was denied a bank loan. (laughs) What are some
1: of the other ones that he says? I can't even the remember. unique has New Aussie York
0: shaped feet. Unique <laughs> New York. Man,
1: you were real Boston on that second one, Shawnee.
0: Leave me alone. Boston, Sean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking Boston, Sean over I here. I won't give you no
0: quarter, brother. <laughs> Man, dropping
1: historical fucking disses. Shit. I like this guy. Glad we had him on.
2: I have no idea what that means. <laughs> it sounds like an insult, but I couldn't tell.
1: He won't give you no quarter means he won't put you up in his house because he ain't supporting no fucking Union soldier. Yeah, oh. I don't know. Yeah,
2: actually, I think... that's no, that's clever. I just thought somebody was like asking for change, and you're not going to give him a quarter.
0: No you oh. fucking bum, get a job.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's where I thought Sean was coming from. Just
0: real real Sean, base. <laughs>
1: when I when I think of Sean, it's yelling at homeless people. <laughs> About the misfortunes they have.
0: Okay, so real quick, before we get into this. Sean actually has. I got to clear up this this fight between me and this homeless person real quick. No, okay, this is a story that literally happened tonight, okay? So I get out of work, (laughs) right? And I go to the (laughs) store because I know we're going to be recording. I haven't drank beer in a while. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want hard liquor. So I picked up. Some some Limbo. Some Limbo IPA. It's one of my favorite beers. And while I'm there, this dude in front of me was just shit-faced, right? And he, uh, he, like, leaves stumbling, and he won't stop talking to the guy. And so I see him standing off to the side of the place, and I'm just like, no, nah, I'm going to go that way. So I went, like, the long way home. And... About 40 minutes later, I'm like, shit, I I forgot to go to the store. So I went back to the store to get some chicken and stuff, and I go grab some chicken. I forgot about this guy, okay? And so I leave the store, and I cross the street over to, like, the CVS uh, or a pharmacy across the street. And he's waiting outside, and he's like, hey, man, do you got a couple bucks? And I got a heart. I I knew I had three bucks in my pocket. Gave him three bucks, even though I just saw him buying a bunch of booze. Whatever. Whatever. Here's a couple of bucks. Benefit of the doubt. 40 minutes later, I hear this dude outside my apartment screaming uh, racist profanities and just Aww. nonsense as he's walking up. So, of course, I go out to the window and I and I pull down the blinds and I see the guy just pounding back a tall boy of Natty uh, natty Daddy with, like, another one in his hand and stuff in his pocket. And he wraps up around the corner and goes up the hill. I'm just like... What the fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> Never again will I give a man a quarter, okay? Never. No quarter. I, I agree with you. There you go. My God. Yeah, true story. <laughs> I went down, to the, uh, went down to the thing to get uh, some butter, and I'm like, man, you had a crazy night. And he's like, yeah, this guy, we had the cops here, and he just, like, stumbled away. And I'm like, oh, that's probably the same guy that I'm talking about. Awesome. Yeah. So, Dang. anyways. Back to you guys. Have Sorry you guys, about that weird story no, that guys I guys thought ever, uh, would be funny.
1: Have you guys ever had somebody come up to you in the parking lot of like when you're getting gas and they're like, hey, man, I just need like two bucks. I'm out of gas.
0: Yeah. $2, I, Charlie. Dude,
1: uh, that, you hear that same fucking story? Yeah. I've heard it like four or five times. I think yep. it happened. I think it fucking happened when the three of us were driving to Micah's wedding. I think so, too. We I, I think the I brought this, brought this up. A piece. Yeah, this did happen. Because somebody I, was like we were hanging out, like, taking turns pissing, and then at one point somebody was like, Hey man, they they just came up, they did the fucking thing and I was like, yeah. No, dude, no, I don't have money. Get out of here
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually pretty good about being like, Hey man, I only carry a card, but then one dude was like, Alright, well can we go to an ATM? I'm like, <laughs> like Motherfucker, are you serious? Yeah. Uh <laughs> But I once had this one guy in the span of like a month, I kid you not, more than a handful of times come up to me and be like, hey, man, my car is broke down down the road. Do you got a couple of bucks so I can get some gas? And by the end of it, I was like, dude, your car is still broken down, man. Are you serious? <laughs> He's, moving He's getting enough gas to go like
1: two more feet. He's going to get there eventually.
0: <laughs> I mean it's it's just a sad state of affairs Of what's going on around here So I don't mean to you know disparage that But it's still like What so many people go through and have to deal with And you know
1: I don't know I, You just hear that one so freaking much I feel mm-hmm.
0: I do it's look forward work, to though. new stories Yeah <laughs> It does oh, man.
1: We can do a whole episode on Crazy homeless people we've had encounters with Pam Handler's back, good lucks, Let's go Because at some point, Ron Burgundy becomes homeless in this movie. I'm tying it back. We're getting off the homeless people. Let's talk about Ron motherfucking Burgundy.
2: He's the man. He is the man. He's portrayed.
1: It is based on actual events. It's, of course, portrayed by Will Ferrell at his Will Ferrellist. Just. Yeah. Man. I would say. So here's the thing. Go ahead. Had Ghostbusters: The Improv been directed by Adam McKay, I don't know. It might have turned out better than if the one we got from Kevin Feige. You still say no? I think so too. Just because Ghostbusters is also isn't to be It's
3: also
1: improv-ed. Paul Fig,
2: not say, Kevin Feige. Feige.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: <yeah>. Kevin Feige. <laughs> do not put Marvel that guy. on Kevin Feige. <laughs> he had nothing to do that.
1: Here's the thing. Puffie directs some pretty great Office episodes and some pretty and fine some movies, really too. Good movies
2: Yeah, but it's just, just Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters was a fine kind of just soulless cash grab.
1: It was also very improv based, and I just don't think that yeah. works in a Ghostbusters style story where you need it's. There's so much. That's fucking why I say the McKay might in. not be better. Yeah, it, it just had to be more based. grounded. You you can't. But fuck, man! I think they said. 80% of this movie was improv Oh. And so much so. You can Do tell you, that
0: in the oh. end credits. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to take the ball and run for a minute go, here. Go! Go! Because uh, I remember being so obsessed with like DVDs and DVD collection when it came out. You can see I am a collector. I've got shit and you've not even seen. I've got I, I've downsized maybe 600 DVDs. I had so many, I was really into collecting, but one of the greatest things, Sean might feel me here, uh, yep. one of the greatest things were like the bonus features and shit that was not included in the movies and Anchorman had enough footage to make a whole extra movie and when the DVD for Anchorman came out, they had the unrated one that had a bunch of deleted scenes and unrated footage in it and that's actually what I watched for this one was the unrated version. But then there was a whole second movie called Wake Up Ron Burgundy that was released right. that was yes. about 78, 70, like real close yeah. to like not being a movie, but it was enough that it was technically a movie comprised of a whole cut plot of like the alarm clock, uh, uh, like a, um, a radical, uh, like kind of black power group, but are, I, but they're not like, Black people, I don't know who's fighting the man back then. If you're not black Panthers, I don't know. Uh, just any 70s. revolutionist
1: group. Hippies. Revolutionary.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so they're that. And I remember it being like not super great, but there was well, so much they could do a whole fucking extra movie and 40 minutes of like goddamn deleted scenes too and, and deleted clips and variations of scenes and variations of jokes. And like, it's just insane. The amount of content. And I know they did the same thing with Anchorman 2 when it came out. Anchorman 2 mm-hmm. famously had like a whole second cut that incorporated 50 minutes into it.
0: I won't lie. Uh, I have through like the last 10 11 12 years i i mean i don't watch a ton of movies but i love like uh looking into movies and continuity the goofs like i find that mm-hmm. all to be fascinating and this is one of the first times while looking at an imdb for a movie that they actually have travia goofs alternate versions yeah like, <laughs> i have i have never seen this before and i noticed that i don't know yeah. 15 minutes ago when i started looking it, i'm like this is really weird so it's really cool that you brought this up and it didn't dawn on me that yeah like an alternate version was re- released of this like what a year two three years later mm-hmm. um to kind of i don't know if it was to capitalize on it or just be like hey I have all of this extra footage <laughs> Nah, uh, but it's, they, I thought that was awesome.
2: Yeah. During that time, a lot of comedies, especially these R-rated comedies or even PG-13 comedies, would put out a DVD of whatever came out on theatrical and then like a month or two later release an unrated cut with extra footage to double dip and get people to buy a movie twice and promise mm-hmm. you, hey, look, there's 20 minutes of footage that you've never seen. And it's this weird period of time that will never, ever exist again because of streaming. We're not going to have this fucking issue.
0: You say that, but you know how irritated I was that I saw Midsummer and then the director's cut came out in theaters like two <laughs> months later and I still haven't seen that yet?
2: But that's the thing. I think that Midsummer's director's cut is like the exception. That's one in like the last few years exactly. I can think of easily. Yes. Whereas this was the one. fucking norm. This was like, yes. oh, I went to see Along Came Polly with Ben Siller. Great. I can't wait <laughs> to see the unrated cut in fucking four months huh. with... Five minutes of Philip Seymour Hoffman talking about charts, Great. Like, that was <laughs> that time period. And, like, I don't know. I've not seen The Director's Cut of Midsommar, but I guarantee you it's not to add an extra fart joke or two to get, no, you, no. you know, cheap seats.
0: <laughs> the ferret was not a loofah in that movie.
2: Oh, my God. You guys have both <laughs> oh, seen long Came Polly? Uh. Oh, I forgot they did that. Oh,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm super scarred by long Came Polly. You know, I'm
2: not. I don't blame, blame you, dude.
1: Well, I've I've told this story before, I think, but I had a pretty tragic experience seeing along King Polly in theaters. I not tragic to the degree. Exists. So like more tragic buddy, than the movie.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: to a degree, me and a buddy were driving on the highway one day, and there was this car that was keeping pace with us with these two cute chicks. And we were like, "Oh hey," and then like we changed like phone numbers via like a thing, and we were, like, talking to him, and then, like, we set up a date with him, like, the next week, and, uh, all of a sudden, like, my buddy calls me, and he's like, hey, man, I can't go to that thing, and I was like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna go to this thing. I was like, who knows what's happening, I'm gonna go on a date with two girls. So I drive all the way up to the next fucking town to go to this movie theater, and I walk in, and the two girls are wearing ankle-length jean skirts because they're Pentecostals, And they're there with their youth group to see Along Came Polly. So it's a fucking youth group invitation that I fucking got suckered into. And I was like, God (laughs) damn it.
2: Also, did you not notice, like, the extra long ponytails when you're getting the numbers? We're we're (laughs) on the fucking highway, dude. (laughs) You know?
1: And you can't see a skirt or anything. They're in a car, so I,
2: I imagine they have like the hair up in the bun, like the Mars Attacks uh, disguise. <laughs> you,
1: Matt, they the, just the... look like beehives.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: No. Just uh,
2: huge hair.
1: <laughs> but no, it was a terrible time. And so, like halfway through the movie, I made up a story about my sister being in a car wreck. Like I got, I said, "Oh, I got a text. My sister's in a car wreck. I got to leave," and I just walked out.
0: Yeah, that's oh, savage. No. Well, and. Uh, that's also I really... was in no hurry
1: to see Along Came Polly again after that. I, I think don't blame it was
2: me. a PG 13 when it originally came out in theaters, but it's also super raunchy and not what I would expect a fucking I know. Youth That's the one with Hank's
0: Azaria, right? Yes, who's fucking yeah. almost naked
2: the entire time, right? He's in the <laughs> Speedo. That's yes, his yes. shit. He's, yeah, at the very beginning, he's fucking
1: plowing Deborah Messing
2: on his <laughs> boat that's right because that that's what fuels all the sun yeah Uh uh-huh also boys what the fuck's
0: up with throw pillows i don't know all right
2: i agree (laughs) with that (laughs) i agree with that that's a good point throw pillows are stupid that was the only good point that movie made throw pillows are fucking stupid
0: i hate that Uh, i know that much about that
2: movie
1: (laughs) people with irritable bowel syndrome should not eat at indian restaurants
0: Also, another point to take from that (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Definitely
1: should not. Um, Fuck, man. We keep getting so far off Anchorman, and I don't know how.
0: (laughs) I don't know either, because this is such a great movie.
1: I know. I don't really know how you break it down, because it, it is a movie of just random fucking things that do overall tie together. It is edited into one cohesive story, but it's also so segmented.
0: I would it's I would like, say barely cohesive. Yeah. <laughs> barely cohesive. It is a movie that you can break down yes, does it does it have a through line of the movie? Yes, barely, but yes, definitely. Does it have a couple of branching points? Sure. Can you get through the plot points in like a minute and a half of talking? Yes. But but the point of this movie is just how like one liner, how quotable it is, I think, and that's how it is so memorable, I think. And Ryan, I wanted to ask you, because um, as somebody, I don't love a ton of Adam Sandler movies, but I do like a handful of them. (laughs) And this definitely reminds me of some of my favorite Adam Sandler movies. How does this make you feel towards Will Ferrell? um, Interesting. How how does this stack up for you in terms of uh, Will Ferrell movies?
2: I am so glad I have the mic on me. Uh, because now I'm going to fucking take it and run. You're going to be Please sorry do. you put it on me. Um I won't. Will Ferrell, I don't think this is his best movie. Um, I, I don't. I think there are other Will Ferrell movies that are better than Anchorman. But I do think this is like kind of quintessential, like the Will Ferrell showcase. This is mm-hmm. the one that kind of sells you on like why Will, Will Ferrell works for people or why he doesn't. I do think there are better yes. movies than this. But this is it. This is, like, his The Jerk. Like, this is him, like, putting all of his comedy and, like, his sensibility and style out there. And I think Adam McKay fucking takes it and runs with it. Mm -hmm. And I think there is something there. I do not think... (sighs) I think there... (sighs) I I think Adam Sandler works less well when he is more improv. I think Will Ferrell can take improv and run with it and make it successful. I do not think Adam Sandler does that well. I think right. when Adam Sandler really sings in movies, it's when there's a through line, when like a director really has a vision or a story. And I'm not even saying like the artsy ones like Uncut Gems or uh Punch-Drunk Love, but even like The Wedding Singer or or um a fucking the Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. They have I was about lines. To say, They God have
0: hate on Happy Gilmore.
2: <laughs> no, I just had to recall them because immediately yes. I was like, "Mr. Deeds, no, fuck that movie. Mr. Deeds, no, fuck right. that movie. Mr. Deeds, get fuck out of your head, Ryan. Mr. De-. And like, I couldn't break out of Mr. Deeds. But I think when when there's a good story and handled well, and and they really like honestly, when Adam Sandler leans into this sentimentality, well. It really works. And this is when I think he ends up not working out later is when he leans too hard into the sentimentality with click. Uh, I think big daddy's fine, but that's like on the edge. And then it starts to go past there. That's fine click. And, uh, Oh, there was another sappy one. Bedtime stories, super sappy, sappy shit. Like there's a whole sappy period. And then he goes back to the juvenile improv. We don't care. Sketch comedy. Bullshit. And I don't think what he has to say is really interesting anymore. Um, I think this worked for Will Ferrell because a lot of people weren't really on to his style of humor at this point. They were familiar with him in SNL, but movie wise, we just seen like little cameos, little bits, Austin Powers, Mustafa. He did Night at the Roxbury, like small things. He didn't <clears throat> quite explode. I think this was the one that really finally like that's Will Ferrell's sense of humor. Like they finally got it and then, and this is where maybe the turn will be because I've been very, very high praise, and then I'm going to pass the ball. I'm sorry. I told you I was going to talk a lot. Uh, but this is, I think, maybe the turn because they figure it out, and then everything from this point forward does this formula and does this shtick And this is also why I think people get real t- tired of Will Ferrell and maybe why, uh, to echo something you said, Sean, and I'm going to throw it right back at you, um of not needing to go back to Anchorman, I think it's because this shtick has been done so many times. Because every single fucking joke that works in this movie has been memed to fucking death. We know every single joke that's gonna come, and we've heard every variation of it, because every friend I know has fucking said every single version of all of these lines. So... I don't know. It's a weird one to go back to. And I am curious, now that we forced you to go back to it, what are your feelings on it?
0: So, I mean, you guys (laughs) didn't have to force me to go back to this. I remember watching this in 2005, uh, Arizona. I watched it on a UM UMD on my (gasps) PSP. I watched it on there for the first time. Um... And I loved it. I watched that. I watched The Wedding Crashers. Like, you know, I just went through this weird period of I was out on my own and I could watch whatever I wanted. You know, I, w- I was 17, 18, living on my own. And so I had this this whole world to explore. And I loved this movie. And um, coming back to it, I mean, I've watched it several times in the last 15 years. Uh, I haven't watched it in a few years, but it's one of those movies that even at work, like earlier today, we were just talking and we had, I don't know why, but at work we joked about, like, what if. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody yesterday dropped off a, a like, a Jesus poster. And they're like, give this out to people. And we're like, okay. (laughs) Right. And so so, somebody, somebody had this idea to just like draw a bear on it. And so I'm like, all right, well, it's bear Jesus. Now can Jesus smell the menstruation? And like, I couldn't even like, I couldn't even pinpoint it. But like all of a sudden somebody else at work is like, you're putting the whole cafe in danger. Like, why would you do that? I'm just like, holy fuck, is that Anchorman? I'm talking about that tonight. Like, this is shit that we, like, we reference a lot, like, without even thinking about it. And I don't know how much of this we should be referencing all of the time, but it's just like, we're in a small space, we're just joking around, and that just comes out, and it's just... I don't know, I feel like this had a really big impact, so watching it again today wasn't that big of a um of a chore and it was really nice to see some of the cameos that I never really picked up on like Danny trejo i never I never really had oh, yeah. that together with him as the bartender um I don't know i I enjoyed it and I actually like as much as there's not a <laughs> super cohesive plot there like there's a fun plot to follow along with and again i use fun plot very <laughs> like it's fun like it's fun and loose <laughs> i like how but it's done every
2: time you, you you like clarify like in, it like in preparation for my attack on the defense i'm like let me tell yes. you why it's not a plot i yep. don't worry i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hop I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs>
0: I'm not gonna hop on. Yeah. Anyways, uh, just I kidding. Mean, I'm was, hopping right now. <laughs> it was a joy to watch. I mean, I got out of work at 4:30 by I don't know. This is a smooth hour 25 without credits. You know, without watching the bloopers, it went by. But five? I definitely
1: yeah. watched those credits. You know, what I'm saying.
0: I didn't. An hour and 25, or do you yeah. mean 85? No, it's an hour and thirty-five with credits.
2: Oh yes! All right. Wow, is that right? Yeah. Shit. Yeah,
0: yeah that's it's quite, a yeah. super short movie. Yeah. Like I only that makes went sense. back to the store and gave that guy money because I was like, "Oh shit, it's five ten, and I need food for tonight. And can I get this done in time? I'm like, oh, hour thirty-five. Yeah, I can get that done.
2: <laughs> Otherwise. <laughs> Solo on podcast. If the movie Fuck was any guys. longer, good luck,
0: <laughs> Kyle. Fuck what you about guys. you, man?
1: All right. Uh, so, first of all, you
0: no know, times are changing.
1: Our ladies can do stuff now, <laughs> and you're gonna have to learn how to deal with that. What? Right. Were you saying something? Look, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs>
0: See, that's another through line through the whole fucking movie. And I love it. The Spanish bit.
1: Um, so, yeah, Fun. I want to talk. I want to go back to Adam Sandler, actually. Ryan brought up Adam... Well, I guess Sean did, too. Um, so, you talk about Adam Sandler not working on the improv level. And I think you're 100% fucking right. He doesn't work as an improv level. And oh. he doesn't really work unless... Adam Sandler is given a character. Doesn't matter if it's a ridiculous character. If it's a character, that's what Adam Sandler excels at. He's not an improv guy. Nope. Well, Farrell can kind of do both. Uh it's just that, like, I don't know. Adam Sandler was never good at improv. He he always broke like Jimmy Kimmel. Or not Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon. Like uh... he, he couldn't keep it together. He would always giggle. Uh so. Mm. It was uh I think it's it's different different cats, because like you said, when he, when he's playing a character, even Adam Sandler is nothing like the characters he plays. He's actually a pretty chilled laid back guy. So, um, but I feel there's a little bit of Will Ferrell in Ron Burgundy or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Hmm.
2: I don't know that I, well, uh, uh, huh. I'll I'll let you explain. I don't know that I necessarily agree immediately, but I'll let you make your case first before I hop in.
1: So what I mean by that is in that, as you mentioned, because the way that this movie is and its impact and how they sort of just recreate this movie with Will Ferrell now in every role, I mean, that is like, mm-hmm. that's because Ron Burgundy and Will Ferrell are it's so intertwined. That's his comedy style because sure. of, it's it's this dry, icy, but still like uh, surreal, like over the top, but playing it super straight. It's I don't know. It's that's kind of what he's always done, and I I feel like well, there's a bit of that huh. that's sw- I I want to say suaveness or smoothness that makes it work because. He, and it, it impacts other people this way. He is also an annoying asshole to a degree. So well,
2: this is why I, I maybe don't necessarily dis, or why I don't necessarily agree immediately is because I, I don't think this is something coming from his innate personality. Like, I don't think Will Ferrell is like the confident, bravado, swagger person. And that's why I think his comedy really works when like, It's coming from somebody like Ron Burgundy, who has no reason to be as like confident as they are. And that's that's the humor he minds. And I don't know I don't know where that comes from. I wouldn't say that's something innate to him, but I do find often Farrell's shtick is being the the put upon male boob who is unaware of like kind of really honestly how good they have it compared to everyone else. And then whines as they get taken down to the same level. <laughs> and, like, that's that's every movie from here on out with Will Ferrell. It's somebody of privilege getting knocked down a little bit. <laughs> and then he plays it up to 11. And it's fine, but I, I don't know that that's necessarily from him. It could be something observed. And, like, he's riffing off of it. I don't know. But I... I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting. I just don't know. He's a
1: very affable fellow, and I feel like every character he plays, like, you, people around them seem super annoyed by them, but they're still lovable.
0: I also so, love... Well... Uh, go ahead. <laughs> I also love kind of what you just touched upon, Ryan, about his character in the movie that has almost this false sense of bravado or confidence that is really touched upon very early in the movie. Um, When he fails to kind of hook up with Veronica and you see that fracture in there and you see the uh, the failure of man, the failure of man or whatever (laughs) in his character. And that like kind of if you pay attention to that and kind of watch his character arc through the rest of the movie, you you know, it's you can just see that it's all kind of like this false bravado. That's Mm -hmm. all lifted up from the love and adoration of his fans and stuff like that it's all just put on and i i also really enjoyed Ooh. that about this watch through of this movie because he does get to that breaking point where he's just like i'm nothing i am nothing but at that same time he's all he's also trying to hold on to that absolute bullshit that everybody built him up to be while knowing that he's nothing that you also saw at the beginning of the movie from someone who was actually a strong character in Veronica, a, a strong repelling yeah. character. I mean, yeah. as, I mean, it's also the seventies, and yeah, no, I mean, I, I didn't grow up there, but I'm sure you get what I mean.
2: This is, I mean, this is 100%. I, it's, I don't know. It, it's riffing off the Billie Jean King Women's lib Movement, all of that stuff. Like it is that. It's it's talking about that equality, and this is why earlier I said Brick is the one character you would want to be, which is ironic, and I also think is like maybe the point of his character because watching with the twenty twenty one mindset where we are much much more PC minded now. now this
1: movie was two thousand fucking four, which I was seventeen years. To see. Yeah. How still pretty forward thinking it was in two thousand four.
2: Well, mm-hmm. it it is. It, it's interesting. It kind of. I mean, they do drop uh, retard uh, kind of as a thing.
0: Listen, and I do it, have an IQ of forty eight, and <laughs> I am what people would call mentally retarded. I and, heard that, and I was just like, "I yeah," I, like uh, I didn't know how to feel about that.
2: Yes, I I was curious. Yeah, same. But I think. And, and it wasn't more so like, oh, they said the R word, so now I'm offended. It's more like, well, now I'm curious. Now, what is the joke going forward? Is the joke that he is? And we're just laughing at a dumb person. Is that, is this only the joke? And it's not. I actually, no. I think there's something more going on here because Brick's the only, only likable mm-hmm. one. And he is, as you say, uh, classified medically as such. And he is still, leaps and bounds better than the three asshole yep. men on the news team. And I think that's the commentary, is he's put in juxta-contrast to those three, who are, like, the most ramped-up male ego, like, the the worst bits of man each one could be, ramped up to 11. And yep. I that's it. That's These it. So, innocent. like, it's... I don't know. It's weird. So, you, like, they you- are, but, like, the end of the movie is also... Ron Burgundy becoming a little less shitty of a man. Yeah, that's it.
0: That's fair. And it's then
2: Agerman two just goes and un- does it all, un- does it but we won't fuck, talk yeah. about okay. that.
1: Fuck, man! I kept trying to interrupt because I had a point, and now I can't remember. it. <laughs> uh...
2: Sorry, that's
0: what happens when I come on this show, man. I just never it's, shut the fuck up. That's I can only write
2: <laughs> down. That's my fault too. But that's I, I write down
0: simple... all of these notes. Veronica. What the fuck was it? <laughs> is Ron Burgundy... Her strong character, she wants
2: to be... Ramped. The worst characteristics of man ramped up?
0: <sighs> There's something on that. Brick is the innocence of man? No. Well, I can't fucking remember it. God damn it, it's so stupid. What about Just Ling like Wong, men. the panda? Does that ring any bells?
1: I did, uh...
0: I don't know.
1: I like Veronica's character up until they make her turn. I do kind of like it, too, because it makes her cutthroat, but I think it kind of degrades her character a bit. Which you, San Diego? Yeah, I would have preferred the girl who tells her to do it had done it, like, as a favor for her, because it just seems so fucking weird from Veronica.
0: I thought that that was really uh, good. Yeah, you I don't so? know
2: that it feels yeah. weird. Yeah, I mean, I thought- I, I'm i with you kind of about the artificial forceness of it. And it's, I mean, it's whatever. It's, it's a thinly veiled construct of a plot to get to funny scenes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think, like, that fuck you San Diego is fucking crucial. Like, for PG-13... <laughs> yeah. The one f word you get, like that's that is how you use it. And they did set it up earlier
1: in the movie. Mm -hmm. You guys watch. You guys watch the PG thirteen version.
2: I I watched the unrated version this time, but I I remember the PG thirteen version specifically. That is the one fuck, and it's a
1: great. I think I've only seen the unrated version. I don't know if I've ever seen the PG thirteen. I I
0: rented Uh, the one on Amazon. I saw it. I don't know what it is. I think it's PG thirteen. I'm not There were two
1: lie. versions. I watched the unrated on Amazon.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think I got the PG 13 version. Um, that's the it, way to it, go.
2: Did you get a scene with um Fred Armison mm-hmm. making Will Farrell eat cat shit?
0: Nope. Then you got that the PG13 sucks.
2: version. Yep. yep. And that that's a horrible sucks. scene.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: stupid. I so, hated that scene too.
0: The reason why I really liked her turning like that is because like it's like you have all of these scenes of everybody every dude trying to get with her in that movie and it's just like i like i know people right now like in my life and i get that it's a different time period but i know there is not like a single woman that i know that if they got treated like that for as long as she did that she they wouldn't do the exact same thing I mean, maybe not in a professional setting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only difference. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe that's where it, you know, I, I guess if there is something to be hung up on, like, don't do that at work. That's kind of really fucked up, <laughs> but also, but also like, yeah. where else is she going to get him? He is a star everywhere else. He can't, she can't get him anywhere else. And that was the one opportunity. That's why I don't yeah. have a problem with it. And why Same. I actually thought that she was a really good character in that sense to help with her progression. Now, it really collapses almost immediately after that. Like you lose everything after that. She's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Oh my god. That's, that's where I thought you were gonna go, and that's where
2: I have an mm. issue. Is it that's takes okay. a strong character, like then immediately cuts her fucking at the knees kneecaps and make her Maybe subservient to Will like Ferrell because he was slightly less shitty. Even though he was still fucking mostly about himself. He just He's kind still of
0: shitty at that part. She yeah. just feels bad. He just knows how to renames. play it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with that. And if we're going with like the back and forth stuff, I'll tell you too, I had much more of an issue with, I think Veronica's stuff was much more cutting and clever when they were having their fights back and forth. Will Farrell's improvs always went to calling her a bitch, a version of a whore, or threatening to punch her. <laughs>
0: Go back well, to yeah, yeah, like home on an island.
2: Is. <laughs> I yeah. think
1: that's the way I think that was on purpose though to show that Ron is this simple minded shallow man.
0: I fucking mean, remembered
1: is. it! Holy shit! Sure. I remembered my point I wanted to make. <laughs> yes. It was about Ron, and it's a perfect <clears throat> fucking like uh microscope lens on his pompous manhoodism. It's when they're first gonna introduce Veronica and uh, Fred Willard's character is, like, trying to get everybody's attention. He's like, Ron, are you paying attention? And he immediately goes, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you should, because this concerns you, and he still doesn't care. Yeah, it's sure. so fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. Ah, that was the point. I just really love that scene. It's like, no, yeah, I, no.
0: I love the, like, a lot of the... Um... I mean, I guess they're not really non sequiturs because they actually like play a point, but they feel like non sequiturs. Like, yeah, the uh, the offices from the top tell us that we need some diversity. He's like, well, yes, diversity. That's an old wooden ship. It's like, no, I don't <laughs> think I don't think the network wants some old wooden ships here. Santiago, which will- is the giant. The giant
2: also (laughs) ramped up ego it's somebody saying shit that they don't really know about in order to come off that
1: they think they know yeah better but
0: you can flip that around to the whole uh when in rome bullshit that happens like (laughs) yeah it's the same by the end of it he's like when in rome
1: she's like no no no
0: no no, no, to the guys and they're like yeah oh yeah 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 you're right (laughs) and they buy into it they're all stupid
1: Yep, that's it. They are also... It's because... Yeah, they they do follow Ron. Goddamn. I also love when... <laughs> Holy shit. We're, we're just going to start talking scenes, I think. Um, I have so many scenes <laughs> I love, man. I don't know. I might have more. This... I think I enjoyed this movie a lot more than both of you two on this rewatch, maybe. Nope.
2: I love um, this movie. No? Yeah. Okay. I was like, I You're reading the movie. room wrong. Sean loved it. I, on the other hand, I am tired of Anchorman, maybe. I did not I thought, need to go back to it, in this rewatch kind of confirmed it. I was, eh. Comedies are better in the past. Comedies are better left in the past. Be- especially me, comedies it- that have become such a pastiche of every other yeah. fucking form of comedy for certain characters, and especially, like, something like Borat, where, like, everybody did this shit to death. Like, there was really nothing to discover again in this one, except I was like, oh, Catherine Hahn. Nice. Oh,
0: I yeah, forgot Catherine Hahn was in this. Now to clarify, when I say I love this movie, like I watched it not being like, Oh my god, yes, this scene, this <laughs> is so good. No, like it wasn't like that. If anything, it was a lot of very passive watching. But mm-hmm. it was one of those With like, chuckles and... Yeah, one of those movies yeah. that I had going on, I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot about this scene. That's pretty funny. I was like, oh, like yeah, But there was not a part it. of it that I like I was like, Oh fuck, I'm watching this movie. So I did I, that at the shit
1: eating scene. I didn't sure. I, see that. Hey,
0: I man, was much more
2: analytical. As soon as Jack Black showed up and punted Baxter off the bridge, I got really <laughs> fucking in my head because I wasn't what? laughing. I wasn't what? dying. And I was like, man, what dude, the fuck is wrong with me? Because I remember really? crying in <laughs> yeah. a movie theater from this point on to the glass case of emotion scene and just oh, losing remember, it for 10 I minutes quoted, straight.
1: That that fucking f- phrase that Jack Black says, it's another one of those that, like, I absorbed into my own dialogue that I forgot where it even came from until I was watching this movie, but it's that, oh, yeah? Well, now this is happening. I fucking say that so often, and it's from this movie, and I love when he says it, and he just picks up Baxter and punts him, and it's so sad that you didn't laugh at that because that was one of the few that I was laughing at. Most times it was just a sensible chuckle, but then when he's like, oh, yeah? Well, now this is happening. I
0: fucking lost it again. What do you I love? Enjoyed it. I don't know. Well, I love my suit. I love my job. Well, of course, I love my dog Baxter over here. Well, now this is what it's gonna get. Ha <laughs> <laughs> And then of course this the most ragdollish. Like it is.
2: This is. I, and I think this is why I don't personally go back to things, and I don't go back to comedy because I I think a lot of time comedy works best for me when um. It's unsurprising. Or, or, sorry, it's surprising and unexpected. Mm-hmm. And, again, Anchorman is now a movie I've seen so many dozens of times. I know every single fucking beat. So, mm-hmm. going back to it, I don't know. I just don't have... I don't know. Maybe the joy's been beaten out of me with all the, the viewings and the alternate versions and the fucking Anchorman 2s. But, yeah, I just... I don't know. What's here is fine. I'm
0: not going to lie.
1: Yeah, go ahead, Shawnee.
0: I I was just going to say, I'm not going to lie. While watching this movie, I knew that Ryan would not. Like, that's why I started thinking about Adam Sandler. Because, Uh like, I, I listened to you talk about Adam Sandler, and, like, I Like, I love Happy Gilmore. It's one of my favorite yeah. movies. So, like, and I don't love a lot of his other movies, but because I love Happy Gilmore so much, whenever you hate on Adam Sandler, I'm like, this motherfucker's got a... He's, he's starting a war with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, while watching this, I was like, man, I was putting myself in your head. I'm like, I, I don't think Ryan's going to enjoy this that much. So... Like, it's just sure. nice to know that, like, I can kind of appreciate or know where you're at with movies. True. So, I don't know. True. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, that's I think, it. Uh,
1: I think per per chat here, Sound Engineer Andrew would also agree with Ryan most times. And uh, his last comment is, was the movie intended to be a comedy in quotations? So, uh, I, from what I remember, I don't think Sound Engineer Andrew likes Will Ferrell at all. Well, he says parody is only funny when what's parody is relevant. And he's also got a point there. Like, who the fuck cares? Even the studio executives were worried, like, who the fuck is going to watch a movie about 70s newscasters? Nobody gives a shit. And so, like, they it took him a long time to put get this movie, like, greenlit. Because the studio just, even with the success that Adam McKay and Will Ferrell had, and... Uh, they they were still reluctant to. I think they they tried for like three years before they finally got the go ahead. But well, I want to circle back to to Ryan's just comments. So you you took a more analytical approach to it this time, which is something I try to do
2: because we're talking was, about it. And I think sure. the most interesting thing is is not is this. Does this movie work for anybody mm-hmm. here? For anybody who has not seen Anchorman, go watch Anchorman. I think there are some really funny surprises and some good stuff that really works. It is truly, I think, a showcase of several people at the the height of their comedy careers. Go watch it. For anybody who's going to re-watch it, and for analyzing a movie now 17 years past, I think that's maybe the more interesting conversation for me. Because, yeah, I could sit here and... and the same, like... We could talk about the bits that work. They absolutely work, but I don't know. For me, it's more interesting. Like, why is this movie not resonating with me now, and why is this this theme feel so just kind but, of by the numbers? See, but, maybe I don't know. That's
1: what you're saying to it. To you, you keep talking about how to you the nostalgia doesn't work because you've seen it so much. But to me, it's not even the nostalgia per se. It's that like everybody that I do know has quoted this, and they've done that to Borat, yes. and they've done that to Chappelle's Show. But I still enjoyed those for certain different reasons. <laughs> Like with, I also uh, don't my enjoy dad. going
2: back to Chappelle show either, though, I and know. I love Chappelle show.
1: But like with my dad too, like uh, we watch Christmas Vacation every year, and mm-hmm. my dad is quoting every line a full minute before it comes up. He's done it since I fucking known him, yeah. and that's still the funniest thing to me. It's, I guess, still our, our goes back to our stupid argument over Die Hard being a Christmas movie or not. It's it's fucking subjective. It doesn't matter what, what? I think or why I like the Christmas vacation, because even when my dad's dead, I'm going to watch that movie and think about like these times of him watching it. It's just, maybe I didn't, maybe I fucked up because I didn't watch it in an analytical way. This time I was enjoying it, but I can see, I still obviously see its flaws too. It has Mm. a modicum of them, but I don't know. It still got some laughs out of me. It didn't make me laugh as much as normal, Per se, but again, I think that's more because of the familiarity, but I don't think it ruined it for me. Sean, you have a point, buddy.
0: It's not necessarily a point. I just want to know, um, coming in from Ryan, because I like seeing this uh, back and forth between the things that we enjoy about it and also seeing... Ryan, like you said, you looked at it from a different point of view and yeah. a, uh, a more critical point of view. Uh, what scenes or things for this movie in particular didn't work for you? I...
2: Well, yeah, Besides I'm with catch Kyle it. immediately. The cat shit's one of the worst <laughs> scenes. It's not any specific scene that doesn't work. It's... What, uh, what stands out to you?
0: Like, what's like... Maybe a trope or something like that? Well, here's... And
2: and maybe this is what I'm trying to convey more so. It's not like there are bad scenes in this movie. It's more like every single scene that works is a trope now. Because it became so fucking big and quotable and memeable. And then people did their own Mm -hmm. renditions on YouTube. And I heard every fucking bro on college campus say it for three fucking years. Like, there are so many things to it. And I think that's That's maybe... And, and and this is not fair. You're right, Kyle. Uh, this is why I was gonna come back. It is it. I don't know if sub subjectivity is necessarily the word versus like how our histories and shit like really come to impact this and like how we consume media. But like I'll tell you, uh, I'm not ever a fan of anything where everybody is. I don't know. If everybody's into something and everybody's quoting it and it is like the absolute must have to do thing and everybody's quoting it, I don't necessarily go out of my way to like not like it, but it also makes me really, really, and this is something I have to fight, but like question, why? Now everybody says it's good. Now I have to put the screws to why it's good. And Anchorman has sadly fallen to this now. Now it is, is why is Anchorman uh... good?
1: Rick and Morty. I have yeah. not watched like anything outside of like four episodes of Rick and Morty because of that exact reason.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, and that's, that's that's it colors it. It does. And I I'll be honest, there's some of that
0: here that colors it. It does. But And that's I was go ahead, sorry. And that's very fair. I mean, you guys I mean, you guys know me better than a lot of people mm. than like in my life. I don't like if something's super hyped, or super quoted or super like whatever. I'm like, ah fuck it. Like that's probably stupid. Like I can't get into get into something that's super hyped. And I guess it's like kind of on different ends of the spectrum. Like it's not exactly the same thing, but if something is so overhyped for me, like I I'm just not into it anymore. Whereas I feel like um, like a popular movie that's just constantly quoted is the same exact kind of thing like there, like yeah. nobody stops talking about it it's always constantly referenced and i get that and mm-hmm. i don't know why i have this difference between the two like i can still enjoy that uh whereas like it's something that i saw and it's like gonna i don't know maybe it's like introduction i don't know uh, mm-hmm. but i get what you're talking about Sorry, I don't I know if just, that made any no, sense to anybody. No, yeah,
1: <laughs> it does. What I was just going to say, I was laughing off camera when Ryan was talking a little bit ago, literally because how the fuck is, like, one of the deepest conversations we've had about film and humanity been on the fucking Anchorman episode? <laughs> like,
2: because is,
1: you, you have deep, to, to dig no, into boy, this shit.
2: You I you guess have so, to. but, like... But, I mean, all right, so if we're talking about fucking comedy... You either go the Chris Farley, that's the greatest thing. Do you remember that? That was awesome. Yeah. Or you have to yeah, dig exactly. deep into like why is the comedy hitting or why it's not hitting. And I, I do really think it comes down to personality types. And I, I see uh, sound engineer Andrew in the chat, and, and this is why. Like I'm pleased. Like it's not because I'm hipster. It's not because everybody fucking loved Anchorman. But I do think there's part of it too. Like I wore that movie to. Death in two thousand four to two thousand eight. Again, I watched Anchorman two, three dozen times. I love that movie. I watched the commentaries to all of the fucking movies, the even the Ron Burgundy wake up, all that shit. Like I did that. I deep dove into it. I dove into it so much. Now all of that humor, all of that comedy, all of that, it just feels so much a part of that era. And now my comedy. And what I kind of dive into is very different. You know what I don't do now? I don't go to see Will Ferrell movies opening weekend. I did fucking Mm -hmm. back then because my comedy has changed and I'm into a much different style of comedy. And so there is like the nostalgia factor of like, oh, this worked back then. And I can recognize that. But I also recognize many times when I go back to these things, this isn't what I would fucking want it to be if this came out now. This so, is not yeah. hitting me exactly how I want. And this is often why I don't go back to things like The Office and or rewatch those things that I've done a million times. I think Always Sunny might be the only exception. And I think it's because being an asshole and hating things is always relevant. That's reality. And same with Seinfeld. I can go back to Seinfeld for the same reason. It's about yeah. hating small things and, and small frustrations. That's always going to be relevant and will always be funny to me because i am a person who is concerned with small petty annoyances. <laughs> and Anchorman, man, when the humor is out of touch man doesn't get that women are rising to power. Now being woke for several decades, probably since i've been fucking born, like i've not questioned like equality with men and women or i'm not necessarily questioned it, but like i'm like yeah they're pretty much equal. I get this. You don't have to talk to me. You're preaching to the choir. I've been born into this. Like, I know. It's, 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 it's in the 70s for a reason because it's speaking to a very kind of, I don't know.
1: That's what I have I'm a wondering. Lot of thoughts. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm saying. I, I wonder if a giant part of your problem with this movie is that majority of the comedy is based in misogyny, which is a subject that you wholly do not enjoy at all.
2: Um, no, I do not enjoy misogyny. Yeah. You can well, put but, that in the records. I do I, not. But like, I don't but I'm
1: saying think like, that- Even in even in the humor aspect of it, like them clearly saying misogyny is a bad thing and making yeah. it the butt of the joke, you, Ryan, still don't even like that aspect because no, it's dealing with misogyny. not necessarily.
2: Not necessarily. Again, I no? found it really funny back then, and I think there are things that kind of touch on that. Maybe that might be funny. I think You're the Worst on FX comes into that. But it's not necessarily misogyny, again, as much as just fucking hating everybody, but oftentimes women characters are there, so it could be that. I I don't necessarily hate that. It's just when the only joke is misogyny, and it's that level 11 parody where we're just ramped up, and it's Will Ferrell either screaming about something, or Champ Kind just being, I guess, you know, it's real funny that he's closeted because in the 70s they weren't really fucking cool with homosexuals and that's the joke but like that's the only joke to champ otherwise he has whammy is that funny no No. whammy's not funny that he says whammy over and over and then i'll be honest whammy's never been funny but like it's not just that it's misogyny it doesn't work it's just it's not i don't think they do enough with it they don't do enough variations on it. It's the same beat repeated, but just in different scenarios. Again maybe. and
1: I think that's more based in the fact that this movie was eighty percent improved.
2: That's true. That's
1: what they they dove into and that's what you know, it's they they had rough outlines and then this is what kept coming back. Easy oh he's he's a dumb idiot man thing, so let's just do that. I think that was a huge yeah. part of it so
0: i do enjoy watching um one of my favorite things about movies is watching uh things that are set in like time periods uh because Mm -hmm. it allows me to escape from my own personal feelings like i don't i don't like misogyny at all like it's very uncomfortable to me at uh, yeah like as a personal thing like i i fucking hate that but um but if you're going to give me something that can transport me to the seventies where it's like kind of a parody on that. And it's like, yes, that's uncomfortable, but it's also, you're putting yourself in this time frame of this period where that's kind of bullshit. And they're kind of making fun of that. It made it a little bit better for me to watch that. Um, hmm.
2: That's called lamp lighting. And that's maybe my issue here. And lamp lighting is something that they do in a lot of things. But, um, lamp lighting is coming up with a time period setting or reason for your characters to just essentially make racist, sexist, or homophobic jokes, but you're setting up a scenario to make it okay. Because you take away the 70s setting, is this still funny?
0: But, it almost, for this one, uh, that scenario that was set up is almost like the linchpin of the entire movie. I... It... and the I, fact that it was set in the ooh. 70s is the only thing that made it made sense. 70s in in the newsroom, whatever, is the only thing that made it made sense. If it, if it was set anywhere else, whatever, it would not have been entertaining at all. But it's also – I think
2: hmm. it
0: might have something to do with when we were born and that was 10, 12, 13 years before us and – like, I don't know. It, it's also, so strange. Yeah, like, like, I don't know what the psychological thing is it in your perception of movies and times and things like that. Sure. But the like, 70s are I super feel glamorized. I would to see
1: this. Yeah. They're super like, glamorized yeah. and glorified in this movie. Like, everybody's got the cool velour suits. It's not an accurate 70s representation. Yeah, it's yeah. a fun 70s sure. representation. It's It's still, I, I don't know. I don't even know what my fucking point was with that. So,
0: yeah. Huzzah! Like, I don't... It's weird to talk about this and like try to an- yeah. like hyper analyze this and be like, oh, yes, this, that, and that. Like, I don't know. like everything I say about it makes film me feel criticism. Bad, like I hate this hyper analyzing.
2: Like, That's what film yeah. criticism is. And this is why yes. I honestly love. I'm sorry to put you on edge. I'm not no, I don't and I'm not like trying to like back you into a corner either. so don't feel don't. that way. I, I, it's just I'm like, here's some interesting <laughs> thoughts. Here's some interesting thoughts. and I'm just I'm throwing them out for
0: you. I'm trying to verbalize my feelings and it's just so hard to, because it's, it's somebody in 2021 trying not to date this, but trying to verbalize how they feel about watching something that they don't feel comfortable watching in 2021, Mm -hmm. but it makes sense to them watching in something set in the seventies. You know, it's really weird to think about that and it's weird to try to figure out why I feel that. But anyway, sorry, Kyle, you started to say something and, I won't shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. I can't remember, honestly, what I was going to say. Um, I do I do feel like we've had really great discussion. And if we have more discussion, I want it to keep going. But I, I don't want to end on discussion. I would like to, to fluff it up a little bit, maybe. And we could end on a favorite scene. If you guys are ready. Yeah, but I want to keep
2: talking. Fine. I'm yeah. ready. That okay. sounds good, but to I'm segue not ready. Into
0: something like okay, this.
2: cool. Yeah. I'm Let's I'm keep going. not quite ready yet because I will I will counter Sean and the chat a little bit because I think we have some backup for Sean here that was potentially anchorman uh, behind the scenes of TV news. The porridge days of Fox News and the 24-hour news cycle to which I say 100% it was not. Anchorman 2 was anchorman 2 okay. was very concerned with the 24-hour news cycle and that's where i would say if you are gonna make a really smart really sharp movie you would combine both anchorman 1 and 2 and not have it rely solely on the sexism that is anchorman 1 but you do have like that kind of insightful look into the 24-hour news cycle because honestly This is gonna be my fucking hot-button take here for this one, but I prefer Anchorman 2 to Anchorman 1 after seeing Anchorman 1 again. Because I do think (laughs) Anchorman 2 has a lot more interesting things to say about news and what it fucking does to people as a society. How people absorb and take news and, like, just trust it blindly. How they fill time slots with bullshit, meaningless, meaningless bullshit. Like, it's hinted upon a little bit with the assignments they give to Veronica Corningstone here. But it is the focus of anchorman 2 and i think anchorman 2 fails in that it hits a lot of the same beats as anchorman 1 and just tries to repeat them but the theming there is much 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 more interesting than just man we're in the 70s so let's make some men versus women jokes because we all know (laughs) women's lib was a thing in the 70s
0: it could have gone and that's it
2: and then at the end again as you even said they cut the kneecaps out of Veronica Corningstone and have her like fall back with Ron, even though he didn't really change or grow as a person. This is lampshading 101. This is You're also right. what Tarantino does, so he can, you know, drop the n bomb as much as he wants to. Yeah. He writes reasons too.
0: It had a strong yet simplistic base to base it on. Mm-hmm. Like, like, after again, hearing that, that makes sense. And
1: you can see that again in the execution of the movie. I come back. of this movie was improv. It had a base, but it expanded and went so many other places. Like, dude, this movie was built in that editing room trying to fucking fit some sort of movie together to have any semblance to sell it. So it's... I mean... I'm not surprised that it's totally all over the place, artistically all over the place, and just story-wise also there. Like... That's what you get when you do the shotgun approach to movie making. You you get a hodgepodge. And I personally haven't seen Anchorman 2 in a long time, so maybe I need to revisit it to compare it. You say don't, but Ryan says do, so I think I'm (laughs) 50 torn here. uh, Makes me want to kill
0: myself?
1: I remember (laughs) just being overall lukewarm to Anchorman 2, but really liking some parts of it.
2: Yeah, That's not far off. That's it's not a great movie. I don't think Anchorman Two is great either. But I think now, if you view them both now freshly, I think you can get fucking people twenty years our juniors watching Anchorman One and Two, and I think they might go, "Wow, Anchorman Two was really good." Yeah,
1: would be wild to see. I I, I would be experiment. interested. Yeah,
2: I should try. I that think people out. fresh without nostalgia who didn't see that first one, they might.
0: You know, boys, I, I think it's very fascinating that we're taking this comedy movie um, <laughs> from 17 years ago and we're analyzing it this deep. I think that that in itself might be uh, something to say about the movie because you oh, can yeah. take so much from it and analyze it so deeply because I, I watch I've seen so many really awful movies that you can't. Like, really talk this much about with like, we haven't even talked about the plot like, fucking at all. We've just analyzed what's going on in the movie for the last hour and 10 minutes. Like, I, I oh. love that, and I love that you guys brought me on. Here, so <laughs> thank you, thank
2: you for joining us. Uh, I appreciate that, but um, uh, yeah, it's well, I mean, again, it's a comedy, we could talk about the plot, but it'd be real quick, we'd be done. Very (laughs) fast. It's true.
1: Uh... (laughs) Oh, somebody had a brain
2: (laughs) freeze. Well,
1: I was trying to say, I was like, do I do it or not? All right, so, yeah, Ron Burgundy, man, woman newscaster comes in, man scared, man throw fit, man lose everything, man save day, man get everything back, woman happy.
0: Yeah. You you missed the part where they fell in love and bangs, but... You know what? I'll say, I, I'll I'll let it slide. You know what I mean?
2: I would argue that they didn't
0: fall in love;
2: that yeah. they banged, and Ron Burgundy yeah, he fell in love. He, he thinks love. he fell in love, but I he mean, did turn on her
1: pretty quick. Ron he's Burgundy, a, at the end of the day, loves himself.
2: Giant, yeah, exactly, yeah. yep, exactly. <laughs> yep. Great vehicle for for uh, for Will Ferrell. Uh, that's that's true. This, I mean. At the
1: end of the day, as I said at the start, this was the Will Ferrellist movie. Like this, kind of set the tone. Mm -hmm. Uh, It, I don't know, for better or worse, it gave us Will Ferrell. It, it rocketed him. Although I think really, I think technically it was before this. It was uh, old school, really, sort of.
2: Oh, that was in, the one, wasn't it? That, that was it, 2003, what, just out like yeah. a year or two before. Uh huh.
1: That's why kicked it into gear. And then they gave him this.
2: So. Frank the Tank to Ron Burgundy was the power. Uh, the power set.
0: Then this, and was. then Wedding Crashers.
2: Yeah, mom, a not a feral
0: anchor, Buck. but sure. Oh, <laughs> but man, it is a I,
1: I feral- feel like it is a feral cameo, and before we talk about favorite scene, god damn it guys, if this movie doesn't have a fuckload of cameos too. Yeah. So, separate from favorite scene, I'd like to know, do either of you have a favorite cameo? And if so, who was it?
0: I do. Mine was Danny Trejo Okay, yeah. so a couple of years mm-hmm. ago If you asked me a couple of years ago uh Last time I watched this It would have been Seth Rogen Because I never realized that he was the, I, had, I fucking the did cameraman. not know he was in this either He's very Apatow. young a- Yeah, at, the, at yeah. the end And I was like, holy fuck But then while watching this one I was like, holy shit Danny Trejo is in, in this mm-hmm. And like my heart just grew Ten sizes bigger like Like the Grinch And I was like hell yeah, I dig this.
1: <laughs> as, as Sound Engineer Andrew says, <laughs> who's not in this movie? That That's his Jerry Seinfeld impression that I'm doing that's for fair. him. Uh, Ryan, what about you? you have, do you have a favorite cameo? Uh,
2: it was probably Tim Robbins, um, and I'm going to have to go back to NPR when guy? I s- saw it originally. Yeah, it's like not only is him as the NPR guy, brilliant casting, but to see Tim Robbins pop up in a comedy movie before Tenacious D was the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Tim Shawshank Robbins popped up in Anchorman. <laughs> yes, it can't get better. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, well, speaking of Tenacious D, hands down, my favorite cameo is Jack Black as the motorcycle guy.
2: Oh uh, hell, I yeah. figured.
1: Uh-huh. It's I don't know. I. Even when I knew it was coming in, I just love it. It's not my favorite scene, but it is my favorite cameo. Bro, I want you to fix my bike. (laughs) Bike's the only thing I love. What do you love, man? (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. I digress. Uh, I don't know. So, of course, we're also going to rate Anchorman overall, I guess. We'll talk about its cultural impact at the very end. But unless we have anything else to say, do you guys wanna dive into some scenage real quick? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to
0: ask what your guys' favorite scene was. That was yeah. like the one thing out of this that I wanted to know from you guys. What your favorite I mean, even if it's even if it's extended, like it's a three, four, five minute long scene, I just wanna know like what your favorite bit out of this movie was. Well <laughs> the dolphin. <I> know
1: <laughs> Does it? Is anybody's the fight scene? No. Because it does. It is it not does. for me.
0: All right. It's, it's not a mine close either. second.
1: It is a close second for me too. But yeah. I think we need to mention the fight scene then. Because yes. the fight scene is where the brunt of our cameos come in. You don't think so, Ryan?
2: I think the best part about the fight scene is the wrap up of the fight scene, which is them talking in the room. I think that is the infinitely <laughs> funnier scene. I yeah, you de- killed a guy yeah.
0: You <laughs> might need to find a safe house Or a relative to hang I'm... low with For a while You might be wanted for murder
2: <laughs> There was a centaur I to... and I killed a guy yeah. with a trident
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's all the cameos coming in And to be honest I think it might be my favorite part of Anchorman 2 Even though it's so fucking fanservice-y The fact that it's so long And they literally mm-hmm. have everybody As a newscaster it's it's a, it's a great setup that only gets better. Sometimes it works in the works. second movie. Yeah, um, but I do I do love all of them showing up. Luke Wilson popping out. You got you got Vince Vaughn, who's just fucking great. Uh, who the fuck else shows up? Of course, Ben Stiller is the Hispanic news channel.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. Tim Robbins. Uh, Tim Robbins. Luke, Luke Owen. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, I mean, I feel there's that, one more. No, is that, that's it. it. It's four. Okay. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Goddamn, it feels so much bigger. Oh, maybe what? it's uh the dude that's also in Vince Vaughn's news crew. is like He's also a guy that's in a lot of things, and that's what's throwing me off. He's like a cop in Arrested Development.
0: So sure. I know? didn't All recognize
1: right. him, <laughs> but I do appreciate. The, he's also a cop on Sarah Silverman, but anyways.
0: What I do appreciate in this scene is that in every crew... Everybody has a corresponding character.
1: They all have a brick and, like, a champ.
0: Yeah. Yes. I love that. And I will mark out for that every time I see something like that, where it's just, like, the the, the pure coincidence. It's not even coincidence, but, like, the typecasting of each role, where it's just like, okay, you each have one of these guys. Fucking love it. That's awesome. So, well, yeah. I, fuck. Favorite scene.
1: Ha-ha! <laughs> Huzzah! Ryan! <laughs> What's Ryan, up? We're uh, back. let's start with you, buddy. Who, what is your favorite scene?
2: Uh, I think Brick might have most of the best jokes. Uh, When I think back to my watch today, every time I chuckled was something Brick did. Outside of maybe my favorite joke, which is a, uh, a Christina Applegate bit, which is when she goes up to Fred Willard and Chris Parnell, and she's like, "I am good at three things: fighting, screwing, and reading the news. And I've <laughs> already done one of those. What else am I gonna do?" And Fred, or sorry, too. Fred Willard goes screwing, and he immediately just gets smacked. And then the way she grabs Chris Parnell's face and shoves and it. Shoves him- yeah. I, there's just something that still is just like a visual thing of beauty in the, the comedy of that scene. Just perfect physical comedy and I think just snappy delivery too. Like, just perfect delivery from what Fre- Fred Willard in his response and great physical comedy. What about, what about you, Sean?
0: Alright. Well, I already know that as soon as I say this, somebody's going to be like, oh, of course. Uh. Okay, but I love the fact that (laughs) what the fuck's that guy's name? Brian Fantana with his sex Panther, the sex
1: Panther, the sex
0: Panther scene. I don't care how, like my face hurts smiling so hard. Just thinking about it. Um, How stupid that scene is, but it's so good because he is such a over-exaggerated super masculine man like he thinks he's that and he thinks that he's the greatest gift to everybody (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that this perfume this cologne is going to be everything and everybody's like this smells like bigfoot's dick oh my god also covered in burnt hair like i'm just like the whole time and i know it's so juvenile i i realize that but i don't care because he is so, he is so sad in the fact that 100% of the time, this works 60, 60% of the time. This, this works, works 100% of time, the time. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever it is, like, that is so confident. And every single person just is giving the most awful reaction to that. I cannot help but laugh. I
2: mm-hmm. love it so much. He's also He's, kind of the grown-up, and he makes me laugh all the fucking time when yes. when Yes. Will Ferrell calls to, to Brick for a hug when they're not speaking to him, and, and he has to, like,
3: <laughs> call like him. With like, yeah. like the,
1: <laughs> it's great. Yes. So here's the thing. We didn't even mention the fact that Brian Fantana, in this fucking movie, is played by, or played by the fucking fantastic Paul Rudd.
0: This is we get Paul Rudd! Yes.
1: He's... A, He's the best part. He's the only one, I feel, who could have played the Brian Fantana character. I don't know anybody else who could have.
2: This movie will get a positive rating only for Paul Rudd. Anytime Paul Rudd's Thank in you. a movie, it gets a positive score no matter what. Yes! Yes! <laughs> no matter does. what.
0: This was also my first introduction to Steve Carell. Really? really? It was... Yes. In oh, 2004, this was, kind of this of was this... my first... Was was
1: this pre-40-year-old virgin? No, this is yes. yeah, This was this
2: pre-40-year-old. Pre. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yep. So, because yeah. the next was Wedding Crashers, which is what's our, the R-rated craze, which is then 40-year-old mm-hmm. came next. He got was 40, in that? And
1: which is that, that's what, no, he was, Stephen Carell wasn't in
2: Wedding Crashers. No, no. Oh, no, okay. just Wedding I mean, Crashers like, is when Hollywood started embracing the the R-rated comedy again. Comedy For the longest started time, started they were doing bang. PG-13, like Anchorman, Anchorman, Dodgeball, so many uh, PG-13s yeah. for Dodgeball- so fucking yeah. long. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: But yeah, that, that is a true fact. And then we did get 40-Year-Old Virgin, which, of course, blew Steve Carell up into the stratosphere. So.
2: And then gave us the Apatow two-and-a-half-hour R-rated comedies that are now a thing mm-hmm. that have not the gone standard. away.
1: The Standard. Mm-hmm. Nah, Thus, he changes it all. Um, he did. Gentlemen, I think uh, f- for my favorite scene, I'm glad that it's it was neither of yours, <clears throat> even though I, I do really like sex I thought your favorite scene
2: was the fight.
1: <laughs> no, I said I just wanted to make sure that we oh, talked okay. about the fight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I wanted to I'm ask, sorry. <laughs> that's why I asked to make sure it wasn't any of yours before so that I made sure that we ah, talked about it because it wasn't I, mine either. I think then it's then just I would have inevitable. thrown it to
2: you, possibly. I thought you were done. Oh, That's why I threw it to Sean. I'm my sorry. No.
1: <laughs> Yeah. I just wanted to make sure it got the relevance. No, my favorite scene is uh, the news team assemble scene where he blows the conch and it's this super elaborate thing. And then they're literally there. Like, again, Paul Rudd turns around. And he's like, yeah, we're right here, man. And he's like, oh. He's like, yeah, we've literally been here the entire time you have. And he's like, well, I had no idea. I just love that they're there. They just play that straight. I don't know. That was... I forgot that they're in the room. And when he just turns around, he's like, yeah, we're, we're right here, man. I just okay. love the dryness, so.
0: Can I bring... I, I love that scene as well. I just want to bring up one more scene <clears throat> that I wrote down in okay. my extensive notes. Yeah. I have extensive notes. Two pages of them. I didn't get to any of them. But I have one note that I wanted to bring up. I loved – so I have Burrito, Arrow, Jack Black, Baxter, Glass Cage, glass cage of Emotion. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's my train of thought here on here. So he Glass Cages of Emotions to Brian Fantana, right, who is mm-hmm. sitting at oh, his Oh, <laughs> the phone call. The phone call. He's like, oh, I'm in a glass cage of emotion. And Brian Fantana is sitting there with a Rubik's Cube – that's only four squares. Only pieces. four squares. I love that. <laughs> and it's still not solved. It's no, not it's solved still not solved. Because dude. he's so
1: fucking stupid. He can't. I love that too. Great. Fucking I'm so point, Sean. sorry to
0: derail. That's a good but one. I fucking love that. That part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he
2: has such a good line too. And it's uh, the attention to dialect. I love so much. He's, he's like, not a one of the, I couldn't, I couldn't understand not a one of those words. And for some yeah. reason, that turn of phrase just crapped me Sticks up. out, right? It, yeah. it does. And then that's like, Paul Rudd improv, gotta love it. Gotta love He's just like that it. weird phrase touch. He's the best. Yeah. So good. He's a... Oh my
1: God. <sighs> so good. True, uh, Sound Engineer Andrew has the, has the final, I'm going to call, guest comment for the night. And it's a good one. And that is uh, R.I.P. Fred Willard. He has passed on and goddamn, he was fucking great in this movie too. I really love that he keeps putting off the actual parenting he needs to do with his son to keep parenting these man children that he oh employs. My God.
0: That is another thing that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. The through line with Fred Willard's son in this movie is so fucking funny. From the pornography like, to put down the gun, do not shoot anybody. Like Don't shoot every... the marching
1: band. We'll <laughs> play it off
0: as a joke. And then he's like, I got to go. And he just hangs up. Oh, man. Like, and that is all, by by the way, guys, like, that is all newsworthy shit that, like, yeah, this guy covering. Ready, yes. I never even thought about that shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. They should be this covering son- that. And he's like, don't do it. We're good. I'm like, wow. He point. is covering up and making sure his people doesn't go there.
2: <laughs> I didn't think of that either. That's brilliant. That's a commentary
0: on the news. That's so good. Oh, so fucking good. I love that so much. Gentlemen. The last thing I wrote? I think it was. I do.
1: I do want to know. Uh, I guess we're going to get into ratings here. If you guys are okay with that. Hell yeah. Sure. For, uh, for this fantastic little little movie. It's going to be, uh, boy, I, I guess I'm only going to give it a, a, a three scale rating here. So,
2: uh, Oh, that's the worst.
1: I know it can either be uh it can either be 100. bigfoot's dick oh it can be warm milk or it can be sex panther
0: huh i don't think any are good except for maybe Luke warm milk <laughs> yo my rating was going to be no. a turd covered in burnt hair like where's <laughs> my rating what the fuck it's also I... bigfoot's dick but... <laughs> no I'm not gonna lie, that smells like straight gasoline.
1: Typical scale of one to 10, but I guess 10 would be Sex Panther and one would be Bigfoot's dick slash human turd hair.
2: Kyle, how about this? How much percentage of the time does Anchorman work all the time?
1: Okay. I like that. That's very. Goddamn, Ryan, why don't you host the show?
2: Improv (laughs) is easy. Confidence is not. It's
1: easy, bitches. Improv is easy. (laughs) <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, so. <improv? laughs> say it again, Ryan. I forget it already.
2: <laughs> uh, how much of Anchorman, percentage wise, does it work all the time? Or, I had it so much better the first time. Yeah, I
1: no, know. That's that why sense. I, I, I can't can't remember flow it. Now the flow's gone.
2: How much of um, Anchorman, how much percentage percent of, of Anchorman works? I don't, I've got, I lost it now. It's all gone.
0: It so I'm going so to people say, don't see me grabbing my balls, I gotta pee. <laughs> Stop! Having... I'm going to pee. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll
0: let I'll let
1: Sean go first, and then he can go pee, and then come back for wrap up. What would you rate this movie, buddy?
0: Okay, so in terms of what percentage of this movie works, works all the time, all the time, every time, I would say that this movie works. This this movie works 78% of the time, all the time. Okay. That's what I'd give it. I mean, it's... It, man, I I will watch it every time that it's on. It's entertaining. It's not great. I don't hate it. Like, there's nothing about it that I hate it, but it's not a great movie. But I, I'm entertained every time that I watch it.
1: I am going to... Uh... I'm a just Brian Fantana. It overall, I'd say it's sixty percent of the time. I like this movie a lot, but That's the amount fair. of times that I didn't laugh at jokes, maybe because I was so exposed to them, even though I found them entertaining, I did actually laugh out loud very little on this watch through, even though I enjoyed it. Um, but if I'm if I'm basing a comedy on the laughs per minute, yeah, it's about sixty percent of the time. So yeah.
2: I like it, and this is one hundred percent why you should not read only review scores and read reviews. Because yeah. I would give this a sixty-five percent of the time. Mm-hmm. It works because I, I think this is a better than average movie. I do. I think it's a mm-hmm. strong comedy. I don't know how I ended up rating it higher than you, who I think honestly had a better time rewatching it than I did. I just—you know- could also argue my oh, sixty-five percent of the
1: time. Is a hundred percent. I'm just saying, if you want it to That's argue,
2: true. But, uh, but like but I digress th- this is also again, this is why you don't look at just review scores because there are fucking levels of nuance here. But
1: subtext people.
2: Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh I don't know. I, I do think it's a it, it's a pretty strong comedy still. I just don't think it's as strong as it could be Nowadays, especially if you've seen this before, I definitely don't think it's it's rewatched material, but it's not bad by any means. i It's just, you know, if we're thinking about, I don't know, in the grand Pantheum pantheon of comedy movies is Anchorman top tier of sure. all comedies of all time? I, no, I don't think Putting so. It that
1: way. Yeah, putting it that way, that's that's pretty fair. And if I'm that's analyzing
2: so- and comparing and like I brought up The Jerk and how that was like the perfect showcase for Steve Martin, is it like The Jerk? No, I think The Jerk is much tighter of a movie.
1: Why do they hate The Cans?
2: That movie's so good. Oh, it's
0: and so the good. The Jerk
1: is a fantastic film. And that was also, that was fun. One final little thing just for sound engineer Andrew. That's his favorite quote from The Jerk. But anyway. It's a good one.
0: <laughs> I have never to that movie.
1: Holy shit, man. Oh. I'm sorry. He had to fly people to the Super Bowl on his leather seats in his plane that were cracked. Can you believe it? How?
0: Uh. I got to the point where he was in the bathroom. Of the gas station. That's oh crazy. my god, Dude, that's I think so that's early 10 in. 10
2: minutes in. Yeah, yeah, I know it's 10 minutes in. <laughs> I don't even think you got to the gas can shooting or the cans. No, I did. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Why do they
1: hate the cans? <laughs> oh man. God, there's so many good parts in that movie. Anyway, fuck, gentlemen, this is an hour and a half movie on Anchorman that was one of the deepest discussions anybody's probably ever had or will have on this movie. Kudos to us. Hey, we fucking did it, boys. I loved it. It was actually a lot of fun. This was a really great episode. I enjoyed everywhere this fucking thing went. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. If you've enjoyed us talking about Anchorman, I got to say, come back on Saturdays to hang out with me and Ryan on Experience Grind News Network. It is our own new show. That's what we're doing, everybody. Or like Ryan said at the start of the show, Just come by Twitch at 8 o'clock any night. We're doing stuff every night outside of Sundays. Uh, Mm -hmm. Other than that, come fucking get at us. Come hang out. We have special things. Ryan has $2 Tuesday, which he's already regretting, which makes it even more fun (laughs) because he already hates doing it. He's playing shitty $2 video games that cost $2 or less. So you know he's just playing the primest of prime subjects. So check that out. Uh, if spooks are more your thing, every Friday I'm playing scary games and we're hanging out and getting spooked together. And you know, we've got a lot of other things mixed in. We're doing like podcast recordings on here all the time now. So we've got stuff for you. We want to hang out with you. We just hope you want to hang out with us. Other than that, Shawnee, buddy, fucking thanks for hanging out.
0: Yo, thanks for having me on here, boys. Like this has been so much fun to be back in front of a mic Chatting with everybody. Chatting with you guys. Interacting with chat. It's been absolutely fantastic. And guys, subscribe to everything that Experience Crime does. Because they deserve it. Fucking do it. Stop being a fucking schlub. Thank you.
1: Schlub is a good word. Thank you. (laughs) Shawnee boy, we love you. We always love having you on. Uh, I think... uh, Next thing we'll do with you, it's either going to be cryptozoology two, or acronyms, or I think we do Barry season two.
0: Wait, yeah, we, we were talking super about troopers. Acronyms. Did we do super troopers?
2: We did the I first we did one. It. We have not done the second one yet, and I would love <laughs> yeah. to.
1: If you want, to, if you want to sign up for a stoner movie September this year. You want to do super troopers too?
0: I'm there. I'm All there right, for that. The Let's intense. see if you remember
1: by September.
0: And Nobody
1: remembers by September. Cause it's I'm setting a reminders, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, Siri.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess until next time, everybody, uh, I'm Kyle.
2: I'm Ryan.
0: Uh, I'm Sean.
1: And, uh, you know, go fuck yourself, San Diego.